to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I am your host for today. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Joe, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Joe DeVita. Right. In 2000, Joe DeVita joined an e-commerce startup that sold outdoor equipment. Although his primary motivation was to take advantage of the discounts on gear, he quickly became fascinated by e-commerce. He spent several years helping build Vail's e-commerce company and was involved in every aspect of the business from packing boxes to coding pages for better SEO, search engine optimization. After five years, Joe was offered a position with a much larger company that sold computer and electronic accessories. He learned how to market millions of SKUs with a multi-million dollar advertising budget. In 2006, Razorfish was the best place for anyone in the industry to work. Joe's knowledge grew every year, and he worked with some of the world's leading brands. After 10 years with Razorfish, Joe had the experience to go out on his own. He is now focused on building his own digital agency, moving traffic media, and putting 100% of his effort into making it the kind of company he was always making it the kind of company he always wanted to be part of. Joe, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much, Jerome. I'm excited to be with you. You're welcome. So that that's actually, um, I, I admire that bio that you have here because well, I'm in digital marketing myself, but it, there's a lot going on in there. So for our audience, uh, break it down. Tell us how you got to where you got to in your own words, how you got on this path and on the journey. I will. I hope we can talk about um, the similarities or differences in what we're doing with our own digital agencies, too, at some point. Okay, sure, sure. Cool. So, yeah, my career started 23 years ago. I finished my undergrad work in 2000. And um, within a year, I, you know, I, your audience probably remembers the dot-com bubble of the year 2000. Um, that's kind of when e people, professionals in e-commerce were paid a lot. And then after the bubble, they weren't paid so much. So I joined, you know, I, my career got started after the bubble where people weren't getting paid very much. And I took a entry level job, kind of fell into my lap. It was um, answering phones and working in a warehouse, sh you know, packing boxes, shipping boxes. Um, it fell into my lap. I, you know, they, they didn't teach e-commerce when I was in college. So it kind of, I was lucky that it fell into my lap. I, and I just became, um, I'm a guy who likes to learn all the time. I try, even in my free time, it's like, I'm not watching TV really to relax. I'm trying to learn something. And with books, I'm not like reading for entertainment so much as like I'm using the books to learn something. And that in that job, every day I was learning something different where my responsibilities at first were just answering the phone, um, customer service kind of things. It, you know, quickly grew into, we need you to manage the eBay store or the Amazon store and uh, got into affiliate marketing. And I got to do so many things with this small startup. It was four, we were four guys in 2001 and I left years later, we were, we were 15 people. Um, but just watching a startup grow from four people to 15 was pretty amazing. Um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur myself for five years, and we're still not at the 15. You know, we, we grew to 12 people, and that seems like a lot. 
So um, that early experience was um, kind of critical for me and an eye opener that I, it was the e-commerce and the running of a startup and a startup like e-commerce digital marketing business was more important to me than what I thought, which was getting to play with like snowboards and skis and rock climbing equipment and, and um, that kind of thing. Thank you. I, I appreciate you sharing that. So something that I don't, uh, I, I had another guest earlier and our interview was about referrals and I was like, okay, break it down for us. Like, what is a referral? So I pose the same thing to you. Like, cause sometimes when we're in our business, we say something and people don't understand it. Right. So from your perspective, you mentioned e-commerce. Can you help us understand what e-commerce is? Electric commerce. It's any transaction over the internet is the most simple um, okay. definition of it. But when you say referrals, um, it's easy to talk about affiliate 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 marketing with referrals okay. so aff affiliate marketing is um i have a website that sells a product or service and i use other content creators to drive traffic to my site so if okay. i sold light bulbs i might you know have a partnership with people who write about saving money on electricity they say these light bulbs are great they point they point their readers to my website and then i give them a commission if okay. i sell something so they are the referral website and okay. they are an, they are it's affiliate marketing because i'm paying them to do it referrals can be a little bit different if you spend a lot of time plowing through your google analytics data you might see specific reports on referral traffic that doesn't need to be a marketing partnership that can just be people who found you from somewhere else not a kind of not a paid relationship. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, like we're both like, I started to realize I keep telling people marketing, 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 but they're like, what is that? I don't know what that means. So I pose you like, what is like your, you specialize. One of the things you specialize in is digital marketing. So could you help us understand what digital marketing is and help us understand like why it's different from, I guess, like traditional marketing in a way? Yeah. Yeah. That's all we do is digital marketing, but digital marketing can encapsulate a lot encapsulate uh -huh. a lot of things and a lot of people still confuse marketing with advertising you know marketing can be anything you're doing to promote yourself okay advertising you pay for so like ad, okay. you know ads you're buying ads on tv or radio or in a newspaper whereas marketing could be something as simple as putting a logo on a business card so it's you know and then the you know definition i suppose of digital marketing is just has to be digital it's got to be um, viewable through a computer or mobile phone something like that. Okay. Um, you asked me to describe the difference between digital marketing and traditional. I can do that maybe best with like the, you know, the media, the medium in which the marketing okay. is. So like a newspaper is traditional, like the first advertising 150 years ago, you, you know, it was like a classified in a newspaper and it morphed into magazines and then radio and then TV. So today, in you know, last 20 or 30 years, we just call the old stuff traditional. It's still right. being used today. And, and right. you know, it's being used by, you know, millions of people um, for advertising. But we call it traditional because it's not delivered over a digital platform. So when we talk about digital marketing, it's, you know, your your audience is familiar with email marketing and maybe paid search marketing, Google ads or Facebook marketing, social ads. Um, so digital is just really anything over the internet delivered on a computer, tablet, mobile phone. Thank you for sharing that. Um, from your perspective, like 
running your agency and doing the things that you do, like what are some key things to have like successful digital marketing? Like if I'm like, I want to do some stuff, I want to like run a successful digital marketing campaign. What are some key things that people need to understand, implement or do to have a successful campaign? I spent a lot of time with my clients trying to build a brief. So this is before you even get started. It's like, there's a set of expectations we need to get on paper. So we set our campaigns up for success. And, you know, the easy ones are like budget. Do we have a budget? How much is it? Like, you know, a lot of people that's easy to know. I only have $10,000. We can't, I can't, I could spend less. I can't spend more. Um, the, we call it the flight or like the length of time that you want to promote something. Sometimes it's like I have this webinar. I need to drum up. Tra- I've got two weeks to drum up traffic for this webinar that I'm going to give. Or I have a budget for a whole year. Um, so like understanding the length of time that you have to pr- promote something. Um, if there's flexibility there, that's a conversation you want to have before you start launching a campaign. Um the objective is really important. This is like the, I'm talking about like the outline before you get started. The, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to um, generate sales? Are you trying to generate leads? Um, are you trying to increase awareness? Um, so the objective, the success metric. So if you're trying to drive leads, how are you going to determine success? Well, if you've defined your budget of $10,000 and you know that generating the lead is success, maybe it's the cost per lead. You need a thousand leads after that $10,000 is spent. So understanding like what is going to make you profitable after you've spent the budget, the, K- the KPI, key performance indicator. Defining that before you get started is critical in my opinion. Um, um, and the message, I guess maybe we could, I won't end at the message. I'll say the message and then the audience would be maybe the last two that um, we always talk about when we try to Um, develop this brief before a campaign. The message is like, why are you different? What value do you bring that maybe your competitive set doesn't? And that helps you develop the creative. You don't have to develop the creative immediately, but to understand why you're different might inform how the creative gets developed. And then the audience, who do you think your target audience is? If you're if you've been in business for a while, you can look at your current customer set and find something that's similar with your existing customers to say, well, all my customers are in Philadelphia. They all seem to be 25 to 30 years old or just graduated college or just about to retire. Um, so you try to find um, similarities with your existing customers to say, I need, just need, I know I can be sex- successful with this group of people. I just want more of them. Or maybe it's like I've tapped out. I've reached every college. I've reached every senior in college that I can or in Philadelphia, and I need to go a little bit lower or a little bit higher. So you're trying to broaden your audience rather than double down on what you know works. Um, So things, understanding your audience's like geography, where they are, maybe household income. Are they wealthy? Are they, you know, in the middle tier of income? Um, Understanding as much as you can not what you think the audience, not right. who you think so much, but who they are. This is just really tough for a brand new company to figure out. You can go in with some sets of expectations, but as you launch that first campaign, um, you're usually surprised at who actually converts. Um, so that's you know the other part about um, maybe we'll get into this is another fun thing to think about with digital marketing is you can launch campaigns 
with the intention of driving leads or sales or awareness, you know, clicks to your website, but what you're really, but, but you're also buying information. You get information yes. from that campaign when it's all said and done. And that information is worth something too. I, the example of the $10,000 budget, like if you had $10,000 and you thought you needed a thousand leads to make it, um, you know, a good return on that investment. But if you also learn that who you thought was your audience is not really your audience, that sets you up success for the years to come. So not to throw that out, that's, um, you, you pay for information too with digital marketing that you don't really get with traditional like newspapers and, and TV and radio. Absolutely. And one of the things that I love and appreciate about the digital is that you can get that data kind of fast compared to other other uh, marketing strategies. So uh, everybody like it's it's 2023 now. So you see like everything happening on social media. So from your perspective, like um, how, how important is social media in when it comes to marketing and how can someone make effective social media campaigns? Um, to be successful with social media, you have to drive engagement with an audience. And I think there are better people to, to get that answer from than me on what types of creative work for different types of industries. But I think in general, if you're using social media, you're posting, not even advertising, just think about marketing as you the posts you do on your company's behalf is marketing. You can promote those posts and that becomes advertising, but neither the marketing nor the advertising will be successful unless people are engaging with your posts. So even advertising can't be successful unless people sh- you know, share your ad or leave you a comment or you know, thumbs up, leave, you know, do some engagement with your ad. There's no amount of money that can make advertising social advertising or social media marketing successful unless you're generating engagement that answer the question yes it does uh what are some what are some key uh what are some key metrics that businesses should use to track like success in a marketing campaign so i what's going to make the business successful is like Uh the ultimate answer and i try to you know the the like the, the beauty, I would say, or maybe there are, there's the benefit and then there's the not. With digital marketing, you get a lot of information, as, as you said, but a lot of that information is not critical to making decisions. So you got to figure out, like, just because I get all this information to help me understand what's happening in the campaign, is it really helping my business? Maybe, but ultimately you want to know, like, have I, have I gained some new customers or have I sold some more product? So tying it back to the, the business metric, which is probably revenue or new clients, something like that. So figuring out a way to tie the information you can get from your digital marketing campaign, which you know could be as something as simple as you paid for a click or you got an, an impression of on your, on your ad tying that, digital media metric to um, the success metric of your company, cost per sale, right? Cost per lead, um, leads per click. Those are the kinds of things that we push client. There are a lot of secondary and tertiary success metrics that we can report on and talk through and um, pick apart to try and improve a campaign. But ultimately 
it's isn't helping the company's bottom line. There should really only be one metric to determine that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that can, like, it varies. Like you said, it varies depending on the business. Some some businesses just want leads. Some businesses want full sales. Some businesses want brand awareness. Like, all of those things depends. And people are like, oh, what is, like, it really depends on every business. So I say it every day. Um, I say it depends every day. The answer is yes and no. Yep, exactly. It depends. So uh, with that, we mentioned, like, uh, we, like, we're marketers, so we understand, like, what a paying for a click is and PPC pay-per-click. So uh, could you help us understand, like, oftentimes you hear it as PPC, right? So tell us what pay-per-click is and a little bit about how it works. Like you, you defined it. it. PPC is an acronym for pay-per-click. It's typically any advertising that you can buy in an auction. So um, you win an auction when you're willing to pay a little bit more than the next guy, your competitor. Um, so Google ads is probably the easiest example because, um, that's, that's, they were one of the first successful auction marketplaces for digital advertising. Whereas, so you basically, you build an ad, you can launch, you, you build an ad within a campaign, you launch your campaign, um, and you assign a bid to your ad. So you say, I'm willing to spend up to $10 to get my ad at the top of the Google search result. This is for a pay-per-click paid search ad. Um, but if the if your competitor is willing to pay $10 and a penny, you know, he that person could come up about there's other factors that influence um, whether your ad will be served first or second. It's a little bit more than just the amount you're willing to pay. There's a real a relevant score really in all the these self-service ad platforms, they're, they've introduced some kind of relevance score that you can't just pay $1,000 to, to be on the top. You've got to be relevant to whatever the audience uh, is looking for. So it's, the, it's what you're willing to pay plus how relevant you are to the audience that's using whatever ad platform. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, could you help us understand, like when I was reading your bio, SEO came up. Can you help us understand what SEO is, why it's important? Is it important? Like, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. I, so it's one of the services that we offer at Moving Traffic Media. We describe it as the best long-term investment any company can make. Um, search engine optimization is basically um, optimizing your website to be crawlable um, and discoverable by search engines. So search engines, those those results can pop up in a millisecond because these search engines have these spiders or like web crawlers that crawl content all throughout the internet and then store that information on their servers. So when someone searches for Jerome Lewis, the search engine has a bunch of websites that are relevant for to put into that search result. Um, and if, I know you're smart because I Googled you this morning and you come up in just about every result after a search for your name. So you've done some search engine optimization and others have done it for you. Um, but there are a few aspects that um, every company should do. If you have a website, you can't, you should not ignore search engine optimization. Otherwise, you just have a catalog that nobody ever looks at. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Can you tell us... Um a little more about some of the services that you offer, right? Like, cause that's what people, Jerome, what do you do? We do marketing. Yeah. Well, what is that? Yeah. It's a bunch of stuff. So tell us some of the services that you offer and maybe uh, in like 
of the services. Tell us what your favorite is, one of your favorites. Or something <laughs> oh, like that. man, that'll be tough. And I, I really I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about what you're doing too, because I think we offer similar things to maybe different people. But we have Moving Track Media has three service categories. Um, search marketing, social media, and display advertising. So with search marketing, you know, there's a spectrum of ways we customize for our clients, but on one end of that spectrum, it's um, pay-per-click advertising, Google ads. Uh, on the other side of that spectrum is SEO, search engine optimizations. We help people optimize their websites to come up higher in search results. For social media, there's also a spectrum of way we customize the approach for clients. One side, it's advertising, Facebook ads, Pinterest, TikTok, whatever. On the other side of the social media service spectrum, we call it, we call it organic social, but it's really, um, the service includes things like um, helping clients create content, helping clients post the content, scheduling the posts. Maybe it's once a week or twice a week, but we can help them develop the content, post the content, and then um, manage the, the, the audience. So people ask questions, you know, people will comment and ask questions so we can act on behalf of the brands that we work with um, to respond to questions and comments. That's organic or you know, social strategy, some people call it. Display, thank, thank finally, finally, I got one more. It's like the, the, the pure advertising service. We call it display advertising. It could be anything graphical. So it's like when when um, you've, you've probably tried to ignore a, a static banner ad somewhere in your life, or maybe you see like a 15-second um, video advertisement before the YouTube clip that you want to watch plays. We consider all that stuff display advertising. It's anything with um, with imagery, basically. Okay. Uh, if you had to pick one of those, for someone, it's like, okay, somebody comes in and they're like, I, w- I just want to advertise. And they're like, I got, like, where would you suggest that they do? They're like, I want results now. I got no limitation on budget. Where, mm-hmm. How do I advertise? Well, so I listen to the client and oftentimes they answer themselves, as you did with that question. If you need huh. something immediate, it's advertising. Okay. Um, like the SEO is a longer term investment. You can okay. get your strategy in with SEO, you get your strategy in place, you know, maybe month one, you understand what you want to rank for in the future. You come up with a plan for fixing some technical things on your website, um, fi- maybe rewriting some of the content on your website or putting a plan in place to add more pages and more content. That stuff takes time and your ranking may start to improve in six, nine or 12 months. If someone says I've got an unlimited budget, but I need to see results tomorrow, it's a, it's it's advertising. So, with, which tactics within advertising would I recommend? It would depend on the objective and the budget. If someone said to me, "I only have ten thousand dollars. I need to spend it in thirty days. I need to generate um, this many leads," I, I would probably push them toward um, social advertising or paid search. And that would depend on their business. So we help a lot of a lot of our clients are like business to business. Um, so we spend a lot of we spend a lot of our time with LinkedIn campaigns. And I, okay. I mean, you didn't, you didn't bring that up yet, but but fit, you know, it's it offers LinkedIn offers a lot of targeting that Facebook does not. For instance, like okay. LinkedIn, you can target people by their professional title or okay. the company that they work with. Or a combination of those things. So, so for business to business, 
you're looking to generate leads, we some we typically will start with link, a LinkedIn advertising campaign. Um, and just to make a distinction there with paid search and paid social, the beauty of paid search is, you know, with the keywords that people use to search, they're describing to you exactly what they need. So you only want to bid on the keywords that you believe your product or service solves for. So that relevance from the like the clear intent of your prospect um, is no clearer than with paid search. So that's uh, that's the other place where we typically start with a client who needs immediate results. Thank you. I appreciate that. I want to be respectful of your time, so I'm going to try to get us wrapped up. Uh, what is so you mentioned earlier uh, that you like read books, you're studying, you're always learning. So I would like to hear from you, like in your perspective, right? What are three books that you recommend and why would you recommend those books to the audience? Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I, I have, I, I'm all, I almost, I'm always reading. Like I, um, I make it a goal every year to try to like read almost every day. And um, one of the first books that had a big impact on my life was rich dad, poor dad. It got me into real estate. Um, you know, I bought my, I bought a two family house and it was like, I'm going to be a landlord. This is before I figured out digital marketing. I, that was the direction I went over time. I realized my, I could make more money in digital marketing than being a landlord. Um, the next, I read a book called um, primal leadership, which was really okay. helpful. Daniel Goldman. I don't know if, if you've heard of the concept, emotional intelligence, you probably heard of this guy, yes. but he's, He's, he, he basically like wrote the instruction manual, manual of how to be a good manager. So a lot of what I spend my time on nowadays, just managing people. Um, Amy Cuddy wrote a great book called presence. If you haven't heard of that one, it's kind of, it's almost a self-help kind of book, but it just, it, uh, there's a lot of science in her book to show, to explain how, um, how your your body impacts how how well your mind works so the better you take care of your body the better your mind works and if um the hard thing about hard things is another one i think i got that title right but it was it's um starting a company and everything going wrong so the author goes into um um all the pitfalls of of starting a company hiring friends firing friends finding clients, firing clients. Uh, so it was a pretty like, you know, recessions that come up and how to deal with those. So the hard thing about hard things, probably the last that I'd recommend. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And one thing that you said that I kind of personally went through myself is like, I started in real estate and then I found like digital marketing. I was like, oh, you can make way more money, way faster doing this. So uh, it, it was interesting to hear you say that because that's what I discovered as well. It's like, it's a lot. You. You let me do way too much of the talking in this half hour. I really wanted to hear. I wanted to hear from you a little bit to compare and oh. contrast what we're doing. I, I I hate I hate to hear about myself. I like to make it up on my guests, but we. Uh, I'm more than happy to have like another interview or another podcast, and we can like you know do something and compare like what we're doing together. But normally these are about like I was saying earlier. Normally it's about my guests and my audience and the best way I can serve them because I talk about myself enough and everything that I do. So (laughs) yeah, unwillingly, but I have to, right? You can't have a successful business if you don't tell people what it is that you do. So yeah, I appreciate you. Um, Let us know like how we can find out more about Joe, like as a person, as well as moving traffic media. 
The website, movingtrafficmedia.com. You can, yeah. I, my email, it, you can reach out to me through email. My yeah. social profiles are posted there too. Um, I'm pretty responsive. Okay, Joe, this has been excellent. That half hour went pretty fast. Um, I think it was a lot here. We, I don't think we covered enough. I think we should maybe do another interview in the future. But yeah, this was excellent. I appreciate you so much. Um, I'm going to end it. I want to play our trailer and then I want you to stay around for about one minute and we can close out. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh.